everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And thank you all so much for tuning in. How was your week? My week was supersonic, hypnotic, funky, fresh with my body. <laughs> in short. Okay, that, well, that's really great. It was okay, but I made the most of it. That's what, it, that's what you know, life's what you make it and whatever Hannah Montana said. How about you? <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Hannah Montana, um, I was watching that recently. I'm like, yo, she really was on full-on concerts and then she, going to school. Whoa, whoa, ooh, ow. <laughs> she said, you make it. <laughs> Her dad was in on it. Like, wow. Yeah, like... My thing is, I, that's so impossible. Like, the, she was doing world tours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, like, we went to school with this guy. He was, like, he's in jail now, you know, so he's a little, he's a little rough. You know, he liked to tussle. And he, I had a Hannah Montana something, and he was just, like, so we supposed to believe that she a different person just because she changed, put a wig on <laughs> I remember that was just so funny to be like, first of all, I didn't even know you knew who Hannah Montana was. But two, like, that's what pissed you off. Is if, but I'm like, she, I don't know. I think she would have fooled me because a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> she do look different when she had a Montana. <laughs> Soon as she put them bangs on, I'm like, I don't look like Lady Cyrus no Because she looked Latina when she put them on. <laughs> Yeah, it wouldn't have got me for sure. <laughs> oh it wouldn't. I'd have been like, "I'm on to you. I'm on to I'd you." I'd like, girl. no, they're two totally different people. <laughs> <laughs> one has bangs and one has brutless a brunette. Like, come on. Well, 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 well. All right. Well, my week was cool. Um, we chilling. We thriving. We're happy. You know, things are happening. Things. So I got to say. <laughs> All I got to say. <laughs> What's so funny, Sarah? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. Um, let's get into this fade for it, shall we? Yeah. So we got two dating do's and two dating don'ts. I think it's great. You know, it's February, it's love month, so why not, you know, take a moment to talk about some some love things. Let's so reflect. You first. So Okay, so I'm doing the two don'ts first. Two okay. don'ts. Do not involve me with your baby mom. If you have, I mean, I don't see that happening for me, but like <laughs> if that's a possibility, don't involve me with anything having to do with your baby mom. Like I don't want to like just like I just don't want to be in it. That's, Actually, don't have a baby mom. That's that, how about thing. That, I was gonna say that, Iman, but I feel like that felt like a little too harsh. But I did want to say that. Well, don't worry, I said it for you. <laughs> That's the real answer. Oh my god, I like the Grinch. But um, <laughs> I'm eating myself up today. But um, <laughs> anyway, also a second one being anything phobic like that is just not fun yeah. at all like guys being like look at them gays 
Like what? That That's is such so a, corny. It's so corny. It's such a turn off. Like I just cannot get jiggy with it. And then I'm thinking about like you know when you have kids. Like it's just like yeah no it's a it's a done bun for me. Like don't be anything phobic. Like I don't like that. I feel like not only is it corny, it's very wick. It's very wick. It is like no, we love everybody. You heard. Like, <laughs> I agree. Period. But no, for real. Um, the do's are be upfront with your intentions. Like, what? Like, do you want to seriously date or do you not? Like, are we exclusive or are we not? Are you still dating? Like, you know, be upfront so like we can save the heartache and also. I can decide if I want to leave or not, you know? Because I can take it. Like, I don't care how much I like a person. If you don't like me, yeah. I might be hurt, but I can take it. The like, truth, thank you for letting me know. Exactly. And the truth set me free. Like, once I know the truth, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I can move this way. Like, I can move that yeah. way. I could just flow away. Fly Your brain rewires bird. when you know there's zero chance. It's exactly. like, alright, well fuck you then. It ain't nobody that fine that I'm gonna be all up on you when you don't like me. Exactly, because like, the first of all, that makes me feel like a creep. So, mm-hmm. there's that. So, no. Um, The second one is affirm my love language. <laughs> like, if I tell you I like words of affirmation, affirm me. Be like, you look cute. Be like, uh, <laughs> be like, you're doing a good job. I appreciate you. Like, thank yeah. you. Stuff like that. Like, because that really works for me. Like, words of affirmation. So, yeah, affirm my love language. That is very important. Oh, that. Those are very good ones. Um, For me, I'll start with the don'ts as well. When people don't... When the guys don't walk me to my car, when mm. they don't text, make sure I got home, mm. you don't care about me. That's how I feel. Mm. Like, so you true. just don't like me. And the, mo- like, the moment somebody lets me go to my car at nighttime, I don't care what time of day it is. Like, you should not, you should never be allowing me walking to my car by myself. Like, I am a woman mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Like, yep. what? I feel like. I don't even let my friends walk to their car alone. Nope. I don't even let my girlfriends walk to their car alone. I mean, let's like a both 50-50 like walk so that you can hurry up, get to your car. I can hurry up and run. Or sometimes back you drive people to their cars. Huh? You drive people to their cars. I'll do anything before I let you just be out here in the cold streets by yourself. So when somebody do that to me, I'm just like, oh, thank you so much for that answer. Like, you're not, it's no way in hell you're going to convince me that you're interested in me. Yeah, and as a man, that. that is so nasty to me. That just told me you ain't got no type of home training. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, um, for real. Don't even mention your money problems to me. I'm sorry. Don't. <laughs> Don't fucking do it. Because the way my shoulders rise up and I start clenching every everything in my body, I don't care, number one. We all need money. Let's start there. We all do. This one guy I was talking to, and he was telling me, he was like, shh, I'm in a situation. Like, yeah, like, well, right, people... I'm going to call you back. I'm walking into the market. Like, I don't, and I never called him back. Like, I don't, don't do that. Like, as a man, as a grown-up, you really should not be asking people for money. There have been times where I've been down bad. I've just started dating somebody, and I never was like, 
uh, so my phone bill need to get paid. Like, no, this is my responsibility that to is, pay my phone bill. So don't do it to me, period. But don't especially don't do it to me as no grown ass man. Like, come on. Like when that man asked me for twenty five dollars, <laughs> that haunts me to this day. Like we only knew each other for three days. First of all, if you need twenty five dollars from me. That you actually need five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody just needs twenty five dollars. No, but somebody who got a child in this world, you need $25. You didn't ask 17 people in your phone for that was a that was a text blast. You didn't ask everybody for $25. I definitely think that was a God, I'm sorry. I think that's even that's like so disgusting. Yeah, three days you knew me, and the fact that you have a baby mom, like that's disgusting. I'm sorry. Don't ask me for money. Don't even talk about. <laughs> don't like dead ass. Don't do it ever yeah. because like I'm the type of person that the the like the level of hatred I have. You are gonna see it all over my face when you do it, and that's gonna make us both uncomfortable. So don't do it. Luckily, people really don't play with me like that. Um, they don't be like we splitting we splitting the bill. Like don't play with me like that at all. That's not like, funny. You really Unless you don't want to see me again. Yeah, he was like, you really going to stop um, talking to me? Like, yeah. I'm going to stop talking to yeah. you. Sorry. Let's get into the do's. Let's get into the do's. One, be pleasant to strangers, especially um, yes. service workers. Like, That's a good I one, love man. when I go out with somebody and they are just so, not just normal, pleasant, like just simply talking mm-hmm. to like the waitress. But actually being pleasant, being a nice human mm-hmm. being, asking them questions. Well, what's your favorite? All right, cool. I'll do that. It's just something I, lo- I love about that. Like, yes, be friendly because that's how I always am. Like, I literally was uh, showing um, a waitress the other day, like, my Instagram because she asked me about, like, my ring. And I was like, I got these rings from ASOS, like, heart sh- they heart rings. And, like, I was showing her and stuff like that. And, like, we, I'm like, that's my bestie now. Like, I like to do that. But if you, I remember one time this guy was so, he was, like, trying to be funny to, about the waitress. And I was like, now you never going to see me again just because you being that funny. Yeah, I don't like stuff like that. He was like, I, I said this. Like, <laughs> she don't listen. Like, he was, like, doing stuff like that. And I'm like, first of all, you not even bored to be talking so heavy <laughs> like that. So calm down. I don't remember who that was. But obviously, um, tell me. I barely remember him, but it was somebody <laughs> that, like, as soon as I saw him walk up, I wanted to be, I was like, you know what? Let me is, start ordering my food now. Wait, is that the one so, that called you Vampire so Bay? <sighs> no, the one who called me Vampire Bay, though, did ask for um, a doggy bag, right? He wanted some some chicken on his salad. And he was like, uh, how much How much is it for the crispy chicken instead of the grill? And they said, like, $2. He said, like, nah, never mind. Oh, so you're going to deprive yourself of the crispy chicken because you <laughs> I was like, really? And then when I was like eating my food, he's like, I know you ain't going to waste those fries. I was like, oh, uh-uh. First of all, I didn't want to go out with you, but you gay. And now you out here trying to force feed me? Like, also, if you know me, you know I clean my plate. You don't have to tell me that. So much. Yeah, yeah, you call me Vampire Bay too because I work night shift. I'm like, all right. That was weird at all. <laughs> that Yo, was you at all. That definitely was weird. took you out. That did because that's some foolish shit uh, to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like oh that. Oh my God. That's and, so foolish. And also, give me flowers. Um, 
I never knew how much flowers would. That's a date and do. Like if you do that shit, you if you really trying to impress me, that's the number one thing you could do. It's like bring me some flowers. Like this one guy gave me some flowers, and this was the sweetest thing probably to date that anyone's ever done for me. He is like, I am. I didn't know whether to get you like the roses or the sunflowers, so I got you both. And I just was like, honestly, out of all the things people have done for me, that was hands down one of the sweetest things. Like getting me both flowers, which I do love both. So it's like, wow. Aww. So, so sweet. Cute. But yeah, that's our faith for it, guys. Also, keep on sending us suggestions. Let us know your dating do's and don'ts. Yeah, let us know huh? your dating do's or do's and don'ts and send us suggestions for a faith for, please. Period. I think February has one more week, I think. So send us a, oh my God, it's Black History. Child, this is the worst Black History. You've been acting an ass. Child, I forgot. Yeah, never mind. Send us just regular stuff or like women. <laughs> I mean, you can still send us Black stuff. <laughs> I forgot it's I'm like... Black. I'm Black this week. Not oh. you acting like a corporation. <laughs> You said, yeah, all this black shit, March 1st, it goes. <laughs> it's, it's a dime bun. He's like, y'all had y'all fun now. Because come March 1st, it's over. God, after this, I have to live in this darky skin. <laughs> yeah. We're going to keep celebrating now. Yeah. We're going to keep celebrating black excellence. Also, here. next month is Women's History Month. So you can send us like... Girls talk about the booty too. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I'm about to say white women about to be like, turn it up. <laughs> they going to be having their titties they out like, all over New York. Bang, so. get bang, watch it. They're like, what? <laughs> my nipples? You're offended they, by my nipples? My nipples make you uncomfortable, but the patriarchy doesn't. It's like, wow. yeah, babes. Like, we're literally in Cracker Barrel right now. <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I get it. You work at a bookstore, but you don't have to behave <laughs> like this. But like, I get it. Yeah. You work at a cafe. I get it. <laughs> anyway. um, Sorry, I'm just thinking about Portlandia. As <laughs> so funny. Um, so let's get into the toast for assist. This week we're toasting to Sebastian. That's right. Our One of our favorite babies, Amber Rose and Wiz Khalifa's son, Bash. He just had a birthday. How old did he turn? I think nine or ten. Wow. He, yeah, nine or ten. Yeah, congrats to him on another year. Like, you Yo, did it, Shorty. That baby brings me so much joy. He like, brings every me time I so see Bash, I'm so nine. Busy. He turned nine. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Aww. Such a big boy. Such a. He's so cute. Like, this is the second time we've made um a child like the person for Toast for Cisco. <laughs> I feel like they're the only ones doing things right, right? Is it? Like, the kids be the only ones who don't piss me off these days. We love the kids. I will tell. That's one thing you need to know about us. We love the damn. Like when we have a cookout, me and Sabrina really be cracking up at the children, making them dance, do crazy <laughs> things. <laughs> no, for real, we really do. Love the babies. Love them. So let's get into what we've been waiting for: Lexi's play. Lexi Hive, stand the fuck up. Go big Lexi. Go big Lexi. <laughs> so Sabria changed her name to Big Lexi on our podcast recording software. I don't know what the hell it's called. Riverside. She, she changed, right I said podcast recording software. 
robotic as shit. <laughs> the name is right on top for you. <laughs> it's at riverside.fm. I said our software. Um, yeah. Lexi said I live for the theater. <laughs> and I live for the mess. <laughs> and I agree. Like, she fucked it up. She carried that whole season on her back. Sorry. Like, best episode <laughs> by far. Like, bar none. That's the best Yo. episode. I knew shit was about to hit the fan when she said, let's go, it's fucking showtime. <laughs> like, it just was so funny because, like, she really, nobody had any idea that any of this was coming. And she just was like, it started with, like, her talking on the phone with Fez. Um, and it showed them talking over the, talking on the phone for, like, a period of, like, months. And I liked that. I thought that was so cute, the fact that they would, like, talk on the phone. Because yes. I was wondering, I'm like, you know, how's their relationship going? Like and stuff. And also, I love the fact that um that Fez is not an innocent person because of the things that he's seen, but this relationship is like making him seem like very innocent. Like he not being like, you know, give me that. Like it's just so cute, you know, their relationship. I think Fez at his court is an innocent person, but it's because you know his grandma, you know, forced him <laughs> into the family business. Yeah, and that's where he, him and him and Ashtray literally have no other choice. They don't. They not. They raising themselves. Mm-hmm. They got to do the, the only thing they know. Because if if they like, that's the thing I'd be feeling. If somebody like a Fez or Ashtray really didn't have nothing in this world. Nobody would give a shit. They wouldn't mm-hmm. do nothing. If they was homeless, nobody would feel anything for them. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't feel anything down that they don't. They got to do to survive. Mm-hmm. You just can't. No, it's but, true. Um, Lexi and Helms' their their relationship is so cute. Uh, when I saw her looking in that mirror and like really like getting ready, and she whispered to herself like, "This is my dream." I was like, "You know what? Do the damn places." And who gives a shit? Like she, in that moment, I felt like she was like, "I made my decision." It does not matter. The show has to go on. Mm-hmm. Some feathers are going to be ruffled. But if you can't understand my art, then I don't know what to say. Like, it's my story, too. I exactly. feel like she's owning her story. But I think it's so funny that she asked Fez, was like, well, you know, I, my intentions are good. Like, you know, I don't want anybody. <laughs> you seen the episode. How was your intentions? <laughs> but you know what? Fast forward to her doing a parody of her sister's boobs. <laughs> like, the Talking thing about- is... Like that was still innocent. Yeah, because it was more so making fun of herself. You're right. Yeah, she was it, talking about how hot her sister was and how she thought she was going to be that way. She wasn't. Yeah, exactly. So oh I feel like God. that was I still love, innocent. I also love how intense they made the theater kids because if you've ever met a theater kid, they are like that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like the black girl on her headset was like, do not fuck this up. <laughs> I'm like, that's literally them. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I feel like as somebody who like did theater as a kid, I'm like, yep, that's exactly how it goes. Like I love that so much. I was like, yes. Like I felt like, I'm like, representation matters. Like that's not... <laughs> Not from theater kids, representation. <laughs> That's really how I felt. Like, I really love theater so much. Like, no, that was so funny. But yeah, let's get into the actual play. Mm-hmm. So, we a lot of things are happening here, but it was hard for me at some point to, to understand what was the play and what wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was absolutely done intentionally. Yeah. Uh, but like, seeing how her friendship, like, how things have affected her. Yeah. Like, people just never really think, like, what does it feel like to be Lexi to have a best friend who, you know, starts um, 
who has an addiction issue mm-hmm. to have a sister who has kind of selfish. Like, I'm sorry, Cassie has been selfish their entire life. Yeah. And she's been a pleaser. Like, when the dad yeah. was visibly under the influence and she was like, he's going to think it's rude. He's not going to trust us. It's like, yeah, because he, he shouldn't, we shouldn't yeah, trust him. He, yeah, she said, I don't, I don't want him to think that he do, that we don't trust him. And I'm like, you, yeah, you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. No. And then seeing the family, like, leave like see, I mean, seeing him, the, the dad, her, her, she actually saw him leave the family, but she mm-hmm. felt like she couldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And you know, also in the play, really showing how Maddie and Cassie's friendship, like, became strong because her parents were going through hell. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, she really, I think through her play, she showed who who the villains really were. Yeah, because <laughs> I had want. no idea that, like, I didn't, it didn't really um, resonate with me that, like, Cassie and, I'm going to say Maggie, but Cassie and Maddie, like, their friendship was really, like, that close. Like, it didn't resonate with me until that moment. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, they really were, like, for real, like, best friends. Besties. Yeah. Like, fucking besties. I definitely think that they kind of didn't really build on that last season mm-hmm. that much. Mm-hmm. But this season, it was like, no, that's best friends dead. But they did a good job, I think, of, like, making us believe that they best friends. Because that yeah. is some shit you do when you a kid. Like, be in the same bed as your best friend, mm-hmm. literally. Yep. I was like, true. we've been there. <laughs> um... <laughs> Nowadays, it'd be like, all right, bro, you got the couch. <laughs> I'll be on the couch upside oh, down. Nobody won't sleep with me no more. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say both of us be kung fu fighting. Which reminds me, um, I asked Sabria to wake me up uh when we she's at my house apartment last Tuesday when we recorded Black Girl Brunch. And uh she really only put in a half ass attempt to wake me up before taking the entire covers <laughs> off. I said, Oh, you cold. That was a bitch move to just take the covers off me like that and expose me. And I had shorts on. I felt a chill go through my whole body. I'm like, wow, you, you are ruthless. If, if y'all know anything about Iman, is she is hard to wake up. One time I literally slapped her in her sleep. <laughs> then I wake up. No, remember one time you woke me up and I like gripped you up. <laughs> You like tried to wake me up and you said I just like gripped you up and then went back. <laughs> yeah, like what the I woke up. I was like, wait a minute, Sabrina. I said we we said we was gonna go out. Why didn't you wake me up? You was like, uh yeah, because I tried. And you gripped me up. You <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> supposed to go to the I was like, I'm just taking a little nap. Wake me up. I wake up in the morning. I'm like, why didn't you wake me up? Because I tried. <laughs> so yeah, I had to do what I had to do. If y'all know anything about Iman, she is a hard sleeper. She me like one time, then just ripped the. Cup. I'm like, yep. this bring you pleasure? No, because I knew that was the only thing that would wake you up. Because I'm like, Iman, I love blankets, so I had to take them off of her. <laughs> you know, you know, you are to wake up. I just felt like that wasn't right. <laughs> Sorry, it's some things are right, but they aren't wrong. So you just and you were standing real stoic <laughs> over me. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, making sure that you got up. Do not tell you said 7 30, and I took that so serious. <laughs> Still was late for the shit I had to do. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I went through hell to get to the, the car um 
garage early and was like, I, when I saw somebody else standing there before me, I just was like, who cares? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, how you who gives still, a fuck? How you was All that hell to get there, and I was like, fuck it. At that point, I don't care. I don't care. No, that was funny. But um, yeah, girl, the play was everything. What was your favorite part of the play? My favorite part of the play. First of all, I loved when Ethan was dressed up as um, Lexi against his mom. I did not expect that. And her mom was was so proud. (laughs) That's something I would do. I would be so excited. I love that. Um, Also, I love the part when um, Lexi was dressed as how she thought she would look. And she was going through the halls. And um, and she was like, you know, being like, trying to be like, bop, 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 bop. Like, I She looked great. Yeah, she did look cute. My favorite part was the Nate Jacobs thing because I literally told you, I'm like, that's like, honestly, one of the most like outrageously like super gay. And like for somebody like him to see that, I know his his mouth was getting tighter and he tighter and tighter. He was clenching his fist. He was clenching Yo. his fist. Look what it was he about to do. Yeah. They was going and it kept on going. And that was the longest part of the play. Too. I was like, I'm like, how many times people are they even allowed to do this as high school? I feel like no rules on you for you, huh? Yeah, because I was about to say, you can't, like, you wasn't even, we weren't even allowed to wear our shoulders out or like leggings. These people, please, they had water bottles. Our principal would have got up on that stage and was like, you will conduct yourself (laughs) like the kings and queens that you are, like the young men and young women you are, and you will represent, please. Yeah. Our principal would have got there on her kitten <laughs> with her kitten heels. <laughs> I would have lost it. There's definitely no principal, also. Um there's no principal. The, there's no there's principal, no there's no teachers. Like it's just people, the fact that they was thrusting up there mimicking ejaculation. <laughs> Maddie said, Lexi, you a fucking G. <laughs> that was so corny, but it was funny. She was like. So everybody, everybody it, was it was so corny like <laughs> it was just so corny <laughs> corny why but... would you play her like that <laughs> that's my girl I love her but that was so corny <laughs> but yeah that was that part was so I did not expect it to go on for that long every time I turned around it was just getting more homoerotic and like the time went on. He was like, that's so fucking homophobic, man. <laughs> they said, not y'all, somebody on Twitter said, not y'all bullying Nate into being an ally. <laughs> Basically, that's what happened. And also, like, you notice when Cassie got up and ran away, he did nothing. He sat there and watched the, but he's like, I'm going to finish the play. It's kind of good. Yeah, But yep. as soon as he got yep. upset, here she, here she come click clacking. Click clacking, toppling, I'm going to say with those juicy, meaty, <laughs> but <laughs> she said juicy and meaty. I was like, I'm a bubba bubba Bukowski. She's walking down the hall with that halter top. I was like, damn. I mean, <laughs> fuck you, Cassie. Oh, look at this succulent lady. But anyway, damn. She got some nice ass titties. She do. Dead ass. But all that aside, yeah, she was trolloping about behind him. It was like, just like, that's your sister. <laughs> Bad as hell. 
Sorry, what did he say? He said, don't you just her? I just feel like when she was breathing on that gag glass, I'm like, that was what? The killers has escaped. The killer's loose. The killer's escaping. She looks so scary and like, okay. Over a man? Over a man. So, all right, I'm about to say to jump around a little bit, but like to jump around a little bit, the a, a part that was scary to me, and this was like, this wasn't in the play. This was like a flash to like, um, to reality, what would be their reality is when Cassie was saying to Nate, I want you to control everything that I wear. I want you to control what I eat. I want you to, I, I want all your friends to want me and know they can't have me because I'm yours. All that kind of stuff. That was spooky. That was very spooky. <laughs> It's so, daddy, it's her issues though. It's just her, it is her issues. It's something in her brain that says that like men's attention equals worth. And I just want to give a shout out to Euphoria. Uh, what's his name? Sam what? Sam Levinson. Levinson. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to him for truly capturing what a bird is because I feel like I've never really seen bird representation yeah. like this um on the big screen. And <laughs> I just feel like this to truly like this is how girls I know think. We all know a girl like Cassie. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You know a girl Cassie like Cassie where you can point out all the facts. You mm-hmm. can draw a Venn diagram, you could put it on an outline, you could write a movie up that it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. because they're boy crazy and if you're not boy crazy you're never going to get it Mm -hmm. and I thank God every day that I'm not perfect but at least I don't have that affliction Mm -hmm. where I'm just like so like I I just feel like oh I need to be validated because that's a hard thing to break out of if that's your bad habit because she said at least I'm loved I'm like not by him um by your mom but not by that man at all. He don't even love himself. He, he don't love don't. his mom. He don't love his dad. Like, but that's above her head because she's just in La La Land. She's just um, in La La Land. But I've just really liked the scene um, with, like, Maddie. Um, Maddie, what happened when she ran upstairs? Because I know uh, me and mm-hmm. so many other people on Twitter are like, why didn't Maddie beat her ass? Why didn't Maddie beat her ass? But the pain... Like, after seeing, like, again, the level of closeness they were once at, mm-hmm. like, it is more, like, it's more realistic to respond in the way that Maddie did. Mm-hmm. Like, when will this end? I would have never done this shit to you. You're such a coward. Mm-hmm. Like, the things that she was saying to her, I'm like, yeah, this this feels very real. Like, yep. this feels very real. And it is something you do if, like, your best friend portrayed you like that. Like, everybody want to think that they going to knock somebody out. But you got to also think about, you know, sometimes you be so hurt that you can't knock nobody out. Exactly, because she actually loved her. And then she like, I, like she can probably was thinking about how she confided in her when she was like, because he, Nate, um, abused her. Yeah. um, So she confided yeah. in him and that, you know, so. And to think he, like, because that thing with the gun happened after that so my yeah. girl was going through the most emotional turmoil. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it was that was just so fucked up. Yeah, 
um, Cat dropping it low in the middle of the play. That was so random. And like, I felt like I imagined that, you know, until yeah. people on Twitter confirmed it. I was like, okay, so that did happen. All right, cool. That was so weird. And also, like, I'm like so upset that how her character was done this season. Like, I'm upset that she's not really getting a main storyline, but I'm also happy that it's not super, like, she's chilling and looking cute. She is. She but, is chilling. But I really wanted to see more of her. If, I mean, is there was there even any room for her a story? But yeah, it's just like that's what I'm saying. Is there room for a story? And the, we got more Lexi than ever before, and I'm so happy like to see like somebody like Lexi uh, coming out their shell. Everybody loves Lexi too. Everybody loves her. Yeah, true. Um, another thing we got to talk about is well, two quick things. One, Fez storyline. Two, Rue and what her mom was saying. Oh, her mom I was for- like, you want to be a crackhead. I forgot about that. I was like, um... Uh, I'm sorry. That's the most black mom experience ever because that's the shit they be saying. I'm sorry. That really was <laughs> definitely a black mom experience. That yeah, mom, really mom, was. She said, if you want to run around being crackhead, that's on you. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just like... And she was eating her ice cream and she just did not give a fuck. I was just like, whoa. She's like, I'm saving Gia. I'm not saving you. If you want to run be a crackhead and kill yourself, I don't know what to tell you. I'm over it. I don't got time. And I'm like, I hate to say this, but I know my mom would have said this shit verbatim. Yeah. I know she would have. I'm sorry. My mom would have said it worse, actually. Yeah. She's like, you look terrible. (laughs) Running around smoking and snorting and shooting up anything you could get your hands on. That was wild. I couldn't believe it. That was definitely an authentic black mom experience. And when she was like, that's fair. <laughs> that's the only thing you can say after a certain time. Your mom beat you, know, you up so bad, you like, back. But you know what? She got herself together after that. Which I'm assuming. Again. Room because again, the place she looked good. <laughs> Well, first she ain't look good. She was tense as hell sitting in that chair. <laughs> well, I'm saying like clean, like she looked clean. She did she... look clean, but she looked. I was scared. I'm like, is she stressed out on the brink of like doing something? When her and Rue was in, I mean, when her and Jules was in that bathroom, somebody tells her Jules ain't Jules ain't have one line this episode. I'm like, she didn't have one line this episode, but her facial expressions in the bathroom, again, such a fan. They be doing a thing. The the cast with the actor, yeah. Jules didn't say anything when she saw Rue, but the expression on her face. She didn't say anything, but she much, said everything. Okay, she said everything that needed to be. I felt it all. Same. I, did. I felt I did. it just I felt by one it. expression. Yep. And then we got our guy Fez getting ready to come to his girl play, and here come the weird shit. With, that makes me uh, so sad. That makes me so sad because, like, he really. I feel like this is his chance to change. Like. This is his chance to do, you know, fun white people stuff. And, like, I just feel like the hood just keep on pulling him back down, you know? It's just making me mad because I feel like he can't let his guard down for one second to simply be a human. Like, damn, being a teenager, like, going on dates and shit, that's just normal. He can't even go on a date. Oh, I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. I just... Knocked over a plate. Um, so Faye sitting up there looking all crazy. I might make come on, sis. I think that the guilt was eating her up. <laughs> she, ooh, ooh. Like she just 
No. Oh my gosh, say something. Ashtray saw her appearing across the room, and oh my god, that little boy is adorable, but also very frightening. Very frightening. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens next week. Also, can you I talk think about she gonna come through? I think Faye gonna come through. You just saying that because you like Faye. I really don't want her to like, cause like you know, Fez know. is my favorite character, but I don't know. So I think that they building it up and something about her uncertainty. And if not, oh, never mind. I'm about to say, I hope Ashtray skins her. Because <laughs> I crazy. don't know because <laughs> because with sometimes girls like that for their men, they will be real unusual. They or it's like. Not even for they man, just like this is a game you'll be in. Like that's my man, and I gotta who you gonna ride with? The people who've been housing you or your actual man. Yeah. Who put you in a situation to keep you safe because you did some crazy shit. So it's like she probably I don't know. I don't wanna get too much into her, but she just better do the right thing. That's all I got to say. I love that Fez was like, Do I look handsome? And he was like, Do you think other people would think I look handsome? That was so cute. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. then like uh, next, the preview into next episode, we saw him look like he wanted. I just hope nothing happened to Ashtray. I hope he don't die. Um, I hope that Faye like takes a bullet. To be honest, um, and I saw that it looked like Cassie was about to attack somebody. It's like, bitch, the only person you need to be attacking is your damn self. But it looked like her and Maddie. It looked like her and Maddie is about to fight. Yes, it does look like her and Maddie's about to fight. But I'm like, the editing just they. They did it so good that you really don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But it's the finale. It's the finale, y'all. So make sure we get some more suggestions. I know somebody suggested Bel Air, but um, I don't have Peacock Um, TV. Yeah, neither do I. And also, I just don't know too much about that. <laughs> I would say, Sabrina doesn't want to watch it. Let's just be real. <laughs> I will watch it with you, but I don't know too much about that. I think you would get into it. I really do. Also, people been saying good things. Somebody said Carlton was doing coke. I'm like, (laughs) come on. (laughs) He said, it's not unusual to me. (laughs) Like, why do everything? Like, I I like that because. I don't like that he's doing coke, but also I heard somebody say that they don't like the way Carlton and, and I'm about to say in beef beefing. They don't like the way Carlton and Will beefing because it's not like playful yeah. like it was back in, like on the original sitcom. However, this is a drama and I'm hoping that the hatred between them is intense because their love between them will be intense. But that's also me being a, yeah, I don't think a gumdrop, a uh, princess gumdrop over here. <laughs> Yeah, because you might. I don't think that's going to happen. This show's supposed to be gritty. I bet everyone's going to love each other in the end. If anything, he'll probably kill Carlton or something. Also, like, I think that is so... I'm sorry. Like, this is so crazy to me. The fact that they casted a skinny man, like, a, to be Uncle Phil. I'm like, that is so... Like, a muscular yeah. man. That is so crazy to me. I'm sorry. Yeah. James Avery would be like, what? They was like, yeah, rest in peace, fatty. But, like, we... I'm just like... <laughs> That's what it was given to me. They was like, yeah, but who gives a shit? <laughs> That's what I felt. <laughs> they was like, yeah, time to start over. <sighs> like, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't like it. 
Oh, my God. Really mean. Jesus Christ. But yeah, I like the little preview drawing that Will Smith uploaded um on Instagram. It was like a character profile for everybody real quick. So you got a chance to see Hillary, Ashley, Aunt Viv. I like the woman that they casted as Aunt Viv. I do they, like... I guess that was payback for a light skin Aunt Viv because they definitely made it a beautiful dark skin queen this time. Yeah, see, the thing is I do like that, that they cast a lot of dark skin people but i'm just like the uncle phil thing i'm like i mean i guess i guess fat people can't be serious like i guess they (laughs) (laughs) like you are for comedy only muscular men (laughs) muscular men that's drama there's like well you gotta think about who looks the best in a a real tight suit (laughs) Yeah, and who can like run when the cops come or something like the that? The ghost uh, pipeline, like for businessmen, like everybody got to look like ghosts from power. Yeah, that's what it which is. Which I fucking hate. I can't Same. stand when a guy come in in his suit real tight and he like adjusting his style. Like, all right, all right, boy. So let's talk business. You it's tight? Like, you definitely not about to talk no business. I know you tight ass weirdo. <laughs> but yeah, I just so that. We'll, I mean, maybe we will watch it and we can just continue. I just kind of want Sabrina to watch it. Just. <laughs> Wants to want me to watch it because she wanna laugh at everything I say. <laughs> Please watch this. If I just wanna like when I get upset about something, I start saying crazy stuff. It's my, it's, it's my entertainment. That's why she want me to watch it. That's all. Yeah, because it's gonna be funny. It's gonna be hilarious. Why she, would I not want it? That's all she cared about. Oh my god! I'll watch it though. I will. All right, more suggestions, but potentially Belair could be hilarious, as you can see. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's get into the tea, some more tea. Okay, Wendy Williams. um, This is sad news. It's Mm -hmm. the end of an era. Wendy Williams is being canceled uh, due to her health issues, and it will be replaced. uh, She will be replaced by Sherry Shepard. So spokesperson, quote unquote, for Wendy just said, um, it's been a challenging time for Wendy as she deals with her health issues. She is incredibly grateful to Demar Merck, wait, I don't know, to Sherry and everyone else who has supported the show through this time. She, more than anyone, understands the reality of syndicated television. You can't go to the marketplace and sell a show that's the maybe Wendy show. She understands why this decision was made from a business point of view, and she has been assured by Detmar Mercury that should her health get to the point where she can host again and could be it should be her desire to host again and she could be back on TV at that time. So first off, I hope that Wendy was okay. We know that she'd mm-hmm. be going through a lot. Like when her movie came out, I felt like I understood her in another way. I mm-hmm. felt like, oh my gosh, like she really do be going through hell. Like she's had she has a lot of um she has a lot of trauma that has happened to her that she, I think, dealt with very secretly. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Wendy has a lot of people in her corner. Like, I don't think she got a lot of good friends. I don't think, she, like, her family seemed to have always came in her weight and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, she just, she internalizes a lot of things. Like, I know she's messy and people may say that she deserves some things because of that, but I just disagree. And nobody, no nobody... And the last 10 years has kept us as entertained on television yeah, as and Wendy as, fucking Williams. As iconic. Huh. Like, also, just because somebody says something messy don't mean that they deserve, like, this. Like, she's not a killer. Like, she's not. 
she's not a killer, you know, but and it be killers that we listen to on music every day. Yeah, like Creeps. she's not an abuser people. or anybody. She's just a a old lady talking shit. Like, come mm-hmm. on, who cares? Like, so she don't deserve. And that. she be getting cursed out. Like when Whitney, when Whitney Houston cursed her out, she's like, okay, all right, <laughs> all right, perfect. She took it and was like, eh, that's a wrap. Great interview, you know. Yeah, that's what she do. Like, she really... The thing is, she talk a lot of shit, but she be taking them bullets, okay? When they Verbal get fired... Ones, yeah, when she be get, getting fired up at, um, she just be like, all right, okay. Yep, I get it. I blame all this shit on her meatball-head-ass ex-husband, yep. Kevin. I feel like... Because honestly, heart like heartbreak, that's something that's actually, like, real. But not just heartbreak. The trauma that people put you through mm-hmm. and the... The way, like, it messes with your self-confidence when people are constantly cheating on you. Mm-hmm. Just constantly making you look stupid. And you feel like, oh, I can't find nobody else to love me. She went through so many miscarriages and mm-hmm. so many health issues. She's gone through, like, she's beat off addiction. And then you got your man having a child on you, having a baby girl, when you lost your baby girl. Mm-hmm. Like, mentally, those are scars that just can't be healed easily. They yep. can't. Especially sure. if you already might have some like weak points in your mental. Like I know we've come at Wendy Williams before, but I always will say, one, as a talk show host, and two, as a big woman who's never been afraid to be big, I always have felt like super inspired. So it does break my heart to know that she's like going through all that she's going through right now. Yeah. Big up Sue um, Williams. Yeah, we're sending her so much love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm okay with her taking time off. Um, I was a little shocked about Sherry Shepard, uh, <laughs> simply because she's not messy to me. I'm like, shouts to a black woman getting an opportunity. You know, shouts to somebody, again, who is unconventional getting a talk show. But yeah. I'm just like, I'm sorry. Like, Sherry Shepard do remind me of one of those aunties that just got such an outdated mind, mind mindset. Yeah, and that definitely showed the last episode. So I saw her and I was just like, like she asked a white man, when is a good time to show your natural hair? Um, That was very strange. During Black History Month. During Black History Month, she asked that. Um, but I feel like Wendy Williams is somebody that just cannot be replaced. And I feel like people are watching the show now for updates on Wendy, like in hopes, like her fan base is like in hopes to hear something. They watching it to keep the ratings up and hopes for when she comes back. But I don't know how it's going to do when it's just Sherry Shepard's show because, like, Wendy Williams, she just got a vibe that you can't replace. Sorry. It's true. Yeah, you can't replace her. It's But the thing is, like, if you are going to replace somebody like a Wendy Williams, replace them with somebody who is messy. Like, mm-hmm. replace her with somebody who mm-hmm. is, like, I say that. Yeah, I don't care. I say it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's just like, but I don't know who, I don't, I can't think of an example of who that would be right now. But, like, let's just say there was, like, a um, TV version of, like, a Cardi B. Somebody with some new, some new authentic energy yeah. that's really going to, like, say some shit that's going to shake the table. I mean, like, they could have replaced Wendy with Black Girl Brunch, and I think it might have been this <laughs> year, you know? Purr. <laughs> <sighs> also, prayers down for the queen. Um, <laughs> you yeah. said prayers down who? Prayers down for the queen. To Roland Ray? No, the queen. You said the- her when you said prayers down. Because I was just thinking about Roland Ray. Oh, yeah, no. I'm we saying haven't pray- heard no- prayers down for the queen. Like, no prayers up for her. The queen, Elizabeth. 
Oh gosh, child, yeah. we're about to get to that one right now. <laughs> so it's been rumors circulating around that Queen Elizabeth has died. Um, but I mean, she got diagnosed with COVID. Like I saw the CNN. And she's like a four hundred years old. She's four hundred years evil. old. She got COVID. Um, I think her son had it too recently and then passed it on to her. Uh, and people actually have been saying that Queen Elizabeth has been dead for like weeks now because they said usually she do something like it's been no photographs, no live broadcast, nothing. And it's been circulating on Twitter. But then Hollywood Unlocked today printed an article and I'll just read a little bit. It says socialites. It is with our deepest regret to inform you that Britain's Queen Elizabeth has died. Sources close to the royal kingdom notified us exclusively that Queen Elizabeth had passed away. She was scheduled to attend the wedding of British Vogue editor Edward Innifel, but was found dead. So that's what Hollywood Unlock said, but no other source has confirmed this. Like, not CNN, not TMZ, none of the things. And like... <laughs> I hope to God Hollywood Unlocked is, is telling the truth. Otherwise, they can kiss their they can kiss this media shit goodbye. Yeah, it's gonna be so bad for them. Like it's gonna be so. But the fact that Hollywood Unlocked released it, like who are you? Like that's just so funny to me. Like it's not CNN. It's not even a shade room. It's like <laughs> they said it's with our deepest regrets to inform you. <laughs> It's not even your place we, to be informing nobody. Exactly. Also, like, we do not care. We do not care. We do not care. But, like, honestly, as far as, like, world leadership is involved, it will shift some things. Like, this is going to be a history book moment. Regardless of how you feel about Queen Elizabeth, if she's dead, the whole <laughs> monarchy is about to, like, shift. So Hollywood Unlocked, just, like, pump your brakes a little bit. This is not the time to break the story first. When you talk about a world leader dying, oh, a world leader who has <laughs> held the throne down since, what, the fucking 50s or 40s? This has probably been holding it down since the late 1800s, for real. And I really think she's 400 years old. Like, no jokes. Oh, but I know she just... My mom, when I told her that Queen Elizabeth had COVID, she said, I, her old little wicked ass is going to survive it. I just be feeling like wicked people be weathering the wildest storms. I really feel like that. But you know what? Her husband slash cousin got clapped. So. Praise Dan. Ooh, child, please. And then they told us on Prince Charles um, had it for the second time. I'm like, what is he doing? Nasty ass. <laughs> He out here diddling around in the streets, and that's how he got it. He always in my face. Crusty ass. With no mask and all his teeth showing in people's <laughs> face for it. Those dog teeth he had. He's a hello. <laughs> Nasty. Also, breaking news. Not really breaking news, but Jasmine Guy. Oh, sorry. I oh, I thought, okay, I read it wrong. So, Jazz, it just said Jasmine <laughs> So it's not breaking news, is what you're saying. What happens? <laughs> oh, Jasmine Guy is producing a biopic about uh, Afina Shakur, Tupac Mom. At first, I thought she was playing her, and I'm like, no way. Jasmine. Not Whitley. I'm like, she is not playing her. I'm like, now, come on now. Whitley? It's, you, <laughs> yo, you do this all the time. Remember that time you said breaking news, Ariana Grande is pregnant, and you're like, never mind. <laughs> You old. Anytime you say it's breaking news, I'm like, let me just hear it out. <laughs> Shit, don't be breaking. 
It'd be broken news. Don't be real. I read it wrong because I thought that you always can't fit people hair up. You like, but also hold on, guys. In my defense, I'm so used to light skinned women being making rolls and stuff. My mind went like, I'm like, not Jasmine, guys. She's a good lady. Yeah, she she has remained pretty unproblematic. That's why I'm like, she. I know she ain't take that role. She's a good woman. <laughs> oh, God. All right, well, that's it. Uh, so we don't know if the queen is dead or not, but we'll... I'm going I'm to say, my gut is saying she is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's not about me feeling like she ain't here no more. She ain't on earth. Same. But they said they found her dead. <laughs> I feel like she hasn't been here for months, actually. I feel like she ain't making it into 2022, if we're being honest. Same. They really lying. They are so sneaky and nasty. If you watch The Crown, you'll understand <laughs> that this is them. If you listen to Princess Diana, this is them. They're sneaky. They're sneaky, 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 wicked people. Mm-hmm. Like, Wow. The only thing I will say is at least we have a demo, quote unquote democratic like society where you people don't just get born into like power. And just you know, I know that they're not one hundred percent in charge of every law, but I'm just so happy that we don't have that same situation over here. Yeah, that's wild. That's good. All right, so let's get into this um, second place. Um, it's just again, <laughs> is it the baby? Is it Nick Cannon? <laughs> is it Lil Boozy? Is it Ti? Like. They just really triangulate through the sunken place. And this week is going to be Nick Cannon because he's going to say that after having his eighth child now that he, you know, feels bad about, you know, his relationship with Mariah and like maybe they could have worked it out. Nigga, why did it take you this all of this chaos to then want to come back? Who wants to deal with you now? It took him six kids to be like, actually... I want because he has twins by Mariah, so yeah. six that's eight. So yeah, it took him six kids to be like, actually, the I love of my life back. is my first baby mom. And you know what's crazy? In her um, in her book, she was saying that like she never um. Well, I'm sorry. He sung about wanting his ex-wife mm-hmm. in a song that he had called Alone. And the funny part about it is people are, how are you alone with eight damn kids? <laughs> and the line was, I say I'm cool when I know I miss it. I trade it all for the case. If I could have you back, if I could go back to where we started. He said, as much as I want you back, it's probably better where you're at. Yeah. All right. He didn't lie about that. But um, <laughs> anyway, like Mariah Carey was saying in her book that she's like, in hindsight, we both could have fought a little harder for our marriage. That's what she said. And to me, I felt like that meant that she kind of wished that it could have worked out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Mariah Carey's a prideful woman. She's never going to be like, I miss my, you know, I'm on him big. But that's all she said. But again, if you're a lamb, you know, she's written a lot of songs about the loneliness she experienced in her marriage too. So it was like, granted they had an amicable divorce in the sense that like, like the afterwards they're on the red carpet together. They're like, um, dressed as the Incredibles with their kids. Like they do things for their kids, but it's like, uh, uh-uh, leave that messy shit somewhere else. Like, cause you actually probably could have got your wife 
back if you had maybe, let's say, one or two kids. But nigga, you then created a village. He hot in the pot. Like, he really just got out there and just was like, pop, 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 pop. Don't nobody want that? You are so, like, and, like, you don't even have a relationship with these women. Like, for real, for real. Don't bring that to my, don't bring that to my queen. That's how I feel. Do not yeah. bring that to her. Like, that to me is, just, when guys do that, it's like, you probably better off. Don't don't mention it. Protect my peace. Don't yeah. say shit. Don't say anything. Yeah, sit your hot ass down. Also, we just want to um, say fuck you to the Olympics for letting that little um, steroided up ass 15-year-old girl <laughs> compete um, and be embarrassed like that. And y'all wouldn't even let Sha'Carri um, run and she wasn't taking anything that enhanced her performance. Exactly. And anything it's just like, I don't do. know. This, the white people just be like flaunting the white privilege. It's that just is crazy. so wild. But I, well, I ought to care. Like, y'all really don't even try to hide it. It's sick. During Black History Month, too? It's also a little sad because this girl, um, she's 15 years old, more than likely was given whatever she was given by um, the adults in her life. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it was a huge embarrassment for her, too. So it's just sad. Because she probably had no clue that they would no. like, register like that. And I didn't want to watch it because apparently during her performance, she fell a few times and it's just, she was off her game apparently because of like all the public pressure. But somebody was saying that like when she got fourth, like her coaches were like yelling at her. Yeah. That that's crazy. Cause like everything, I can never be a judge in Olympics. Everything they do, I'd be like 10 out of 10. (laughs) Even when they fall. Wow. Oh my God. (laughs) That first little spin in the air you do, I'm like, oh my God, you are so talented. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. So But yeah, um, the Olympics trash. Yeah. Um, let's get into common senses, shall we? Yeah. We got a listener letter this week. Yeah. Um, it is really funny. <laughs> it's a bit long. <laughs> so we'll be doing some skimming, but it's long for good reasons, like yeah. a great amount of details. Yeah, uh, there's a so lot of meat to let's, it. <laughs> let's give um this listener a name. Um, how about um Hillary? Sure, why not? Definitely wasn't expecting that, but <laughs> let's do it. Let's rock. And do you want to read the first paragraph, and I'll we just rotate the paragraphs. That sounds absolutely amazing. Okay, let's do it. So, all right. So you'll start it, but we continue to. Uh, yeah, I'll start it. Okay. Hi, ladies. I love y'all so so much. I would like to give um an advice on this situation. I would like, I would love some advice on the situation. I met this dude on Hinge a few weeks before Christmas, and we hit it off immediately. I should have known this man was a loony when he told me he was a Kanye stan. But anyway, we kept talking. We had our first date around early January. I was so excited and nervous because I haven't been on a date in years. So I went so I went all out for the date just for him to take me to the movies. Boo, tomato, tomato. <laughs> we, we went back to his house and drank and chilled and we ended up doing the do. I should have cut things off there because no effort was put into the date at all. But we continued talking, and we started seeing each other weekly, sometimes two times a week. We didn't have sex every time, but we were very intimate, affectionate, and I spent the night each time. Bad, I know. (laughs) One day, while on the phone, I asked him how he felt about me and what 
exactly we were doing. I hate that. I hate to assume, so I'd rather ask. He went on and on about how he liked me so much and is interested in me. When I asked him why he didn't ask me to be, to be his Valentine's, he said he didn't know V-Day was that serious. He did beat around the bush, and that alone made me annoyed and wanted to cut him. I am Joan Clayton through and through. I'm a hopeless romantic, and I take B-Days and holidays very seriously. So for him to not even try to plan something pissed me off. Fast forward to last week, the Friday before V-Day, I went to his house the Thursday and spent the night. It's the morning time, and he went to, and he was in the shower. His phone kept buzzing, so I looked at it. I saw Tinder notifications, texts, and missed calls from two other girls. I was sick to my stomach. I grabbed my keys and my purse and ran downstairs to leave. I had got him a B-Day present, a Bork before our V-Day com, uh, convo, and gave it to him the night before. I yanked that poster off the coffee table and left. I couldn't believe what I saw. I was sad as hell, obviously. I was sad as hell, Avi, and Jasmine dropped hotel too, made it no better. So later that night, I called him to get more information. Mind you, I left randomly. This man didn't even text or call to check up on me at all. During the call, he told me that he's actively dating and has been talking to other people, just as often as he, he was with me. When I said a girl who I saw in his phone's name, he started laughing and was shocked that I knew. Plus, say he slept with her after Christmas. Mind you, this motherfucker wanted to see me on Christmas, and I said no. I was disgusted and annoyed, and I hung up. So when he texted me, she shared the text with us below, which he honestly wasn't really saying shit other than he's sorry and, you know, would love to continue to talk, blah, blah, blah. Of course. But she ignored it. I know we weren't dating exclusively, but dang, he literally we literally talked all day, every day. When we woke up and later that night when we both got off and we would see each other once a week, sometimes two times a week. It was my fault for thinking it was more than it was and having emotions into it. But I was pretty hurt, more mad at myself than anything. I'd be... I'd be on not one, not two, but three dating apps at a time is wild to me. Like, damn, what you looking for, Waldo? <laughs> <laughs> I was sad this weekend, but this week I've been feeling much better. I feel like being celibate for so long was kind of what made me desperate. Um, So, yeah, I think we should stop there, right? I think the last part is like what she's asking, though. Oh, duh. Back in undergrad, I used to be able to do the casual sex thing and not have any feelings involved. But I feel like being out the game for so long turned me soft. I've been celibate twice and each time for approximately two years. This is the second time I ended my celibacy for someone and turned out to be trash. Am I wrong for taking the gift back and any advice for dealing with singleness and loneliness while being a hopeless romantic? Wow. This is heavy. Um, I'm adding another question about advice for being a single, hopeless romantic. Um, so let's start with the celibacy and casual sex thing. Because we've both been here. Like sometimes the celibacy be intentional. Sometimes it be unintentional. Actually, mm -hmm. first, so sorry that you felt like you went through this and somebody hurt your feelings. And thank you for writing this. I guess yeah. we should really start there. Thank you. Um, but yeah, the casual sex thing, you do start to grow out of it as you, you get older. Do. Exactly. Cause I feel like, um, I've definitely grown out of it. Like literally last year I realized I cannot do this. Like I feel so silly, like, especially at 
my big age doing this and then being like, oh, yeah, we're just friends. Like, whatever. I just feel so goofy, stupid, like a clown. So I'm like, I just can't do it no more. And that moment, like, when you feel like you can't do it, it, it hurts a lot. But once you start ugh, stand firm in your boundaries and be like, you know, this is what I want, um, you start to feel a bit better because I was with somebody and it was just like very casual and I decided to end things. I didn't even say anything. I just like, you know, remove myself. Um, and after that, I started getting into dating and I was upfront with people being like, yeah, this is what I want. I don't want no casual stuff. Like that's not me. Um, and I started to feel like, yup, yup. Like I'm the boss. Like I felt good. Yeah. No, I feel that. Um, and like I know that Hillary was saying that she felt soft. Um, but I just feel like it's okay to be soft. And the first thing you gotta do is recognize that today's society make everybody feel like if you're not sexually liberated, mm-hmm. you're actually not living, you're not doing mm-hmm. things right, you're not this, you're not that. But the bottom line is the whole reason, like you know liberation should be around is so that people can do what they want no matter what they want like if you want to be more modest or if you want to you know have like um like sex with somebody that you trust only like that's okay like that's 100% okay to do yeah you don't have to be you know because I thought that I'm like oh like you know I felt like too uptight and like you know live a little like you know been but no like I'm sorry like I'm definitely in my Charlotte bag like I want to be a wife like I want to be like I just can't do that like you know it's just not me and if I would pretend that it was me I would I feel like I'm a clown like I look like a clown yeah exactly so it's okay to like I think that sometimes unfortunately because this will this will go away it will but sometimes you do have to have some casual sex and to realize it ain't for you no more mm-hmm. you know it gets to a point where it's just like this shit is really not hitting it's mm-hmm. not even about my feelings it don't even feel good um for me like one time like there was a guy who started acting funny after sex and that just turned me off so bad because i'm like we we too old for this shit yeah right like to be acting different as soon as you have sex i'm like i can't do it. i can't deal with people like this i really can't because sex it shouldn't be that big of a deal yeah it's so, weird yeah i definitely just feel like it's okay to be soft recognizing it is important and sometimes it's like a, it's you do learn something from everything no matter how heartbreaking it is and if mm-hmm. that's what you learned good you got some direction now mm-hmm. um you asked were you wrong for taking back the gift hell no <sighs> hell no because i think I, you would have been wrong if you ain't get him no damn gift period since he was you know the, like since he was acting up for valentine's day which i know you mentioned like damn that was a red flag but no honestly i I really can't give you a gift if you didn't give me one for Valentine's Day. I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah, like I um, I took a I bought um a hat for my ex and I took it back and I burnt it. Cause in my mind, I'm like, you're not gonna be um, you know, fixing the brim of your hat in front of these other bitches. So <laughs> yep, I took it. I took the hat and I burnt it. Nobody's wearing it. How about First that? Of all, I was dating a guy and I was so mad that he didn't have a kitchen appliance that I needed. I just thought it was corny. Like, how are you going to invite me over to cook? And then your kitchen is like trash. Like, yeah. I just don't understand it. 
but you know, I took my sweet potatoes back home. I took every piece of, I took, he didn't even do nothing for real. And I took my stuff back home. Like, what do you need it for? You don't even got, you know, what you need to have to prepare it. I have left a bag of chips over a guy house one time. I was like, damn it. I should have took that home. So, no, I was cool with the chips being left, but no. I'm just going to show you that I be like that over my food. I want to take it home. If somebody did, if you texting other people, you do not deserve the poster. Also, shout out to you for getting up and leaving without saying nothing. Mm-hmm. That's a G move. Like when somebody piss you off, don't be waiting for him to come out the shower to talk about it. No, <laughs> you know what you saw. You know what you saw. You know how it made you feel. Go. Leave. Bounce. Especially if that person is not your like, boyfriend or anything or like or they not like the disrespect is like it's it's crazy like the disrespect was crazy so you didn't owe him anything so yeah he was you was right to like be like i'm out of here yeah especially since that's not the only thing that that person has done (laughs) exactly there was more offenses Yes, there were so many more offenses Mm -hmm. um and like what to do moving forward uh like what the the text that that they sent you like I think you know to never like respond back again because mm-hmm. people who do certain things are actually emotional terrorists and mm-hmm. it's so important to realize that there are shitty people who walk among us like mm-hmm. they don't even mean to be shitty they just don't know how to be good people mm-hmm. so it's just like when people show you that when they unlock a new like genre of human in your brain and you now know like damn people can move like this it's like you just gotta take it take the emotional l learn from it and don't feel bad about breaking your celibacy and it not working out like i think it's okay to level set and say that like or and understand that if you choose to break your celibacy that's not insurance that it's going to be a great experience it's yeah. not you got a level set. Like, mm-hmm. this is still a stranger. This is still somebody you're getting to know. I know when you are hopeless romantic, you want everything to be romantic. But as some, that's when I think you, as you get older, you start to be like, I can't be a hopeless romantic. I got to be an intentional romantic. <laughs> and it, it's like, is this actually romantic or is this just sex? Like, is what's romantic about it, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So he, cause I felt the same way. But then when you think about it, you're like, this nigga was giving me no romance. Like, and would have you been like, think about if it had gone forward, like, would you have been really happy with somebody who was a Kanye West fan with man? I think that, I think in a moment, cause like, again, I've been here too. Yes. Like you expect, yeah, we both have, like you Mm -hmm. expect people to change. That'd be my rationality. It's like, no, when he discovers he likes me, he's going to start acting different. He's going to start exactly. acting better. And I feel like yeah. it's okay. Oh, sorry, ma. No, go ahead. It's okay to bank on somebody changing if they show up interested in you. And like, I think, I feel like that's what your mom was saying. Like, they're showing that like, they, you know, I really like you. Like, I care about you. Um, But they can't show, if they show up being like impartial to you, or like being like whatever, or being like um, like very undecided or trying to weigh their options when it comes to you. Like I feel like that's when it's like you can't bank on that person to change. And it's like also when you are hopeless romantic, don't lose that because it's gonna mm-hmm. be somebody that really fuck with that one day. It's gonna be somebody who really respects that, loves that. It's gonna be um, a cornerstone to your relationship. Don't let 
negative people and negative experiences win by changing your goodness. That's something I've learned. Like, don't stop being romantic. Only be romantic to people who are giving you green lights. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of times, like, if we look back and even in reviewing, like, the email, you'd be like, red light is being a Kanye stand. Red light is taking me to the to the <laughs> movies. Red light is, you know, not beating around the bush and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And those are all signs that this is not a person that you do all the cute shit for. I know that sometimes you just be wanting to do shit because you want to do it. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, nah, it can't. People just, they built too crazy out here. <laughs> no, real they shit. Just too, they too, they don't know how to like reciprocate, accept the nice thing, be a good person. They just don't know. Exactly. So, so yeah, that's it. Um, Hillary, let us know what you think. And guys, please continue to send us um, more listener letters to blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. I mean, wow, we asked for the mess and you guys are bringing us the mess. You're bringing us all the situations and we love it. So please tell us tell us some stuff and we'll change your name like no one has to know yes thank you babies so you can email us at blackgirlbrunch.gmail.com or you can follow us on instagram at blackgirlbrunch on twitter at blkgirlbrunch you can follow me on instagram at imamate on twitter at it's mate sabria at it's frankenfim on instagram at frankenfim underscore on twitter that's it that's the show have a good one guys bye Peace.